Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 94. I am your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the acclaimed and celebrated Vermont author, Ray Perkins. Ray, thanks for joining us on this uh, lovely Thursday afternoon. Or well, evening, thanks for having me. Yeah. This is exciting. You know what? Before we got on the air, we were just talking about how both of us, we, 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 we from the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We say the Vermonters Vermont, um, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's you know it's it's you know it's interesting because as you say you you started off of you're you're a retired you're a retired school teacher correct? yes yeah social oh. studies social studies okay yeah and middle school social studies you have to be a little wacky to teach that age group but hey it worked <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the same. So did you did you jump right into writing? Be uh, right after you retired, or were you writing a little bit before you retired? I was actually writing right off and from from college. Okay. Uh, and, and when I I took this great Vermont history course with Senator Graham Newell, who was at Linden State College, a professor there, and he he just got me so excited about Vermont history. When I had my first teaching assignment, which was in Coventry, um, I was, it was requested that teachers sit down and write with the students. Okay. So um, I penned this short uh, mystery and that's where it started. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you were, well, while you were teaching, you were able you were able to sit down and, and, and write your stories. And I, and I got to tell you that, uh, that if you if anybody's interested, you know, definitely go check out Ray's website. It's called hmm. Mystery For Me, the number four, mysteryforme.com. And you have on there, you have a a, a book of three the, the BT and Jimmy Adventure series. Yes. Is is kind of like your flagship book. And then we can talk a little bit later in the show about uh, your your other books, which is like the spy spy chip Armageddon. Mm -hmm. Um and then you also have a memoir, uh, based off of your father-in-law's uh, work in the China Burma India theater in right. World War II but i got to say i am fascinated by the BT and Jimmy adventure series there's mm -hmm. a there's i what what i what i love about it for you know from 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 looking at it is that it's it's kind of a throwback to a nostalgia of <laughs> like that you know the the child detective series that you would, you would remember but also yeah. as you said in there it also has some you know, some, some life lessons involved in there. There's mm. some, you throw in a little bit of some history for people. So whether they like it or not, they're going to be learning as it goes. So, um, so sure. talk to us a bit about how you, you kind of got into writing, uh, like for instance, uh, the inspiration behind, um, say like book one, for instance, the mystery of the silver statue. Well, uh, like I said, the inspiration uh, initially was Professor Graham Newell. And as I was writing when I first started teaching, writing along with my students, um, they asked her, you know, if I would read my story. And I read this this short story. I mean, it was just a couple of pages and they just loved it. And they said, oh, my God, we got to hear more. And so from then on, I just continued to write a little bit year after year. I, m I moved from Coventry that first half year I was there and took a full-time job in, at Barton Academy in graded school. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, I was teaching middle school history and sixth graders. I was teaching Vermont history. Okay. And um, so every year when we got to the point where we were talking about the French and Indian war and the lost silver statue um, of that era, I would go back to my book and I'd, you know, it would inspire me to write some more. Okay. Well, when when I got done the manuscript or thought I was done um, and started sending it out, I got this uh, reply from an editor who said, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Here's a thought. Mm. What makes, what's going to make your book different than others out there sitting on the shelf? Right. And so that's when it kind of hit me that, okay, th this is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to use my two oldest sons as inspiration and so my older son became BT and the younger one, Jimmy. And my older son actually had um, a brain tumor at five years old. Oh, wow. And, and so he, using what um, I knew about that whole situation, I was able to incorporate it into the books. And, and I, I guess I decided that the French and Indian War was very interesting at that point. And so I could come up with an idea for a mystery. And when Graham Newell talked about this uh, statue, this missing statue of, of uh, French and Indian War period, um, I thought, ah, you know, there's, there's a story there. And so I started doing more research and learning about the Native Americans across the border in Quebec at Odenac. Right. And um, and then use that research to include it in the book. And so, you know, being being a teacher, I, I had to include the, the history aspects. And, and so I, I really enjoy that part as well um, as mysteries. However, uh, I think I was being interviewed by someone at the Chronicle in Barton. And afterwards, she said, you know what? You write history mysteries. That's what you write. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and so how much? Because as you said, as a teacher, and you want to add some of the historical significance to stuff. Um, do you find that uh, easier or more challenging as a writer? Because it kind of paints you into a point of I can't lie about this, or I can't fictionalize some of these events. So is it is it make it easier in the sense that you already know? what happened historically so you don't have to like make something up or is it makes it harder for you as trying to fit a plot point in because you know that it's not as it has historically correct well that yeah that can be a little tricky because in my second book um the mystery of the brick kingdom brick kingdom mm -hmm. is actually an industrial area in barton and i could see it from my classroom on the fourth floor uh, and that's where Barton, Barton was kind of well noted back in the 1800s for um, their industry. And the industry was along the, the river, which flowed from Crystal Lake down into the Barton River. And many businesses grew up along there and used the water power um, from the falls to power their businesses. So I, I kind of thought there might be a, a story there. So after the silver statue, I, I, I did some more research on the Brick Kingdom. Yeah. And it still exists to some extent in that there are lots of brick buildings in there. Most of them have fallen down. But uh, it, was, it was kind of a, it's a cool place to, to write about. 
And also just above that is a, a lumber business. It used to be a grain business. It's called E.M. Brown um, Incorporated. And the, it's very unusual because where the water flows along the falls, um, there was a, a sluice was built so the water would flow right into this E.M. Brown building and power all of their equipment. Oh, and wow. so I got to, to see all of this stuff and I'm like, oh my God, this, this is really cool. I know there's a mystery here. So <laughs> the hard part was figuring out what that mystery was because it's usually about buried treasure. Right. Um, Mark Twain, one of his quotes that I, that I really like is uh, that at some point in every kid's life, they've got to go out searching for buried treasure. <laughs> They're like, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and um, I remember way back when I was a kid, my grandfather saying, yeah, you know, during the Depression, my father buried um, jars of money out in the yard. I think it was under that maple tree over there. <laughs> so my brothers and I hustled out there and we dug up the yard. My grandfather laughed and laughed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but we hunted for buried treasure and you know so that was sort of an inspiration as well right and so i noticed too is like that you know this came out your your second book in the series mm -hmm. came out in 2012 the first one was in 2011 mm -hmm. uh but the third one came out in 2017 so there was like a five-year lag <laughs> there uh <laughs> yeah i hmm I, what happened was um, in 2011, I um, retired from the classroom right. um, at that point, and we took a jaunt south to, to Florida and, and spent part of the year down there. And, in, and at Disney World, I started writing a, about a mystery at the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh -huh. and, and so I got back up here and in... And uh, my daughter-in-law, who does the illustrations for the book, said, no, 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 this is not cool. Um, your books are all about the Northeast Kingdom. Hmm. I said, yeah, okay. That's, you know, that's, that's what I need to do. Right. So, so uh, I, changed, I, I just totally gutted the story and, and changed it complete. Well, not completely, but quite a bit. Um, and and so the third book now is going to be the fourth book because okay <laughs> the book coming out this fall or this winter this next winter is uh, going to be called the mystery of the mountaintop treasure which Ooh, okay it's around J Peak okay and also um, the old uh, uh, space research um, facility which is still up there and it bordered the United States and Canada. It was an unusual business. Um, they made, basically they made huge um, guns okay. um, that, that would fire, you know, 40 or 50 mile missiles. And um, so it was a, a very intriguing area. So anyway, um, I put that aside. And uh, when we moved back here, I was in Derby line. And one day the local paper, the Newport daily, uh, had this article about a group of uh, investigators who were coming to Derby Line. They were called the Paranormal Investigators of New England. Mm -hmm. And they were headed to the Haskell Library and Opera House. Okay. Which is an unusual story in itself because it sits right on an international border. Half of it's in the United States, half of it in Canada. 
And, and actually in the theater, there's a line that marks demarcation of here, if you sit on this side, you're in Canada. If you sit on this side watching um, whatever performance, you were in the United States. And, and so when I saw that article, I said to my youngest son, I said, Nick, grab your camera. And I grabbed my notebook. I said, we're going to the Haskell. So we raced up to the Haskell and we got there and, and the uh, investigators were just setting up. And so they went through all this stuff. They said, you know, there's been lots of stories about strange happenings at the Haskell. And I'm like, oh, there's a mystery here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I began to write the mystery of the uh, haunted opera house. Okay. And and that so that's where that came in. And and so I set aside the mountaintop treasure. Okay. And and, and so that's why that period of time is kind of like I was going every which way, not sure. <laughs> Yeah. Where, where, what I was going to write or what I was going to finish. So I right. actually finished the uh, mountain, uh, the uh, haunted opera house, and and got that published. And so I, I, that that's pretty interesting. So how many do you have a? I guess is there a, are, are each one of these stories? Um, is there a continuing meta plot, or each one of these stories is kind of contained in its own? Beginning, middle, end. Each one can be contained. However, the the characters are all the same. Okay. And in fact, in the second one, they introduce um, uh, a couple of girlfriends, friends, um, in this in the story, and they they all continue through uh, the next books in the series as well. Okay. Um, but but the you know the general themes are mysteries and histories. And the whole idea of this young man who had a very difficult time growing up and, and, and just, you know, feelings of in, inadequacy and um, how he really had to persevere to get to the point where, you know, he, he became, he went to college, he became a, a computer techie and, and did some great things. Right. Um, and so he, the, the book kind of follows along. Um, that way along those lines yeah perseverance perseverance is important so uh we've got danny stat and one of our friends of the show just asked are they available in audiobook not yet i'm i'm kind of thinking about um how i'm going to go about doing that but yeah i, I need to do it at some point yeah <laughs> <laughs> they make great christmas gifts right and then so is this kind of like is there is is the is the is the BT and Jimmy adventure ad, adventure series or there is, is there a timelessness about it or does it take place in a certain time period itself? Uh, I would say pretty timeless. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, they harken back to the stories I read when I was a kid, the mysteries. Right. Uh, like the, the Hardy boys. And the Hardy Nazi boys. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And do you see, do you have a, um, an idea of like, you want to just keep writing the series until the, it ends or is there going to be like, I'm going to do 10 or I'm going to do five or do you have, I don't have any specific number, but I always have these thoughts just rolling around in my brain. Like, Oh yeah, I know the next one is going to be the mystery of the men from Magog monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> because I've always been intrigued about uh, Lake Men from Agog, and I and I thought I saw something way way back when I was in college, and I'm like, yeah, there's there's definitely a mystery there. Do you have do you have like is there like any theme like for instance maybe doing like one book per 
town in the Northeast Kingdom or anything like that? I haven't really thought about that, but I, you know, I've been to different schools. Like I was down in uh, Barnet, and uh, the kids were like, "Oh, I know what you could write about down here." So yeah. it's like, yeah, and just I was I was at a, uh, a library group in Barton, and. The I think the haunted opera house was just coming out, and like I had people saying, "Oh, you've got to you've got to write about all these stories about these haunted places and these haunted houses." And like, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, every town has their story. Yes, every there's a ton of them. Yeah, we had first in, in Groton, uh, they idea one of the stories about Kettle Pond got its name because there was a there's supposed to be like this treasure of money hidden inside a kettle. Uh, because there was a uh, there's this robber who uh, I think it was printing money or something like that, but he ended up having to hide money. So, oh yeah, you're right. Every town's got a town's got an adventure. I mean, you're on to something here, Ray. I bet you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't put it in that perspective, but yeah, I think you, you may have just given me some uh, some ideas. You got there's enough town. I think there's enough towns in the Northeast Kingdom alone, and in, in, in Essex and Caledonia, and and uh, um, Essex, Caledonia, and 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 Orleans, Orleans County. Yeah, there's plenty of towns in there. Oh, yeah, keep you busy for years. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and and do you see? So I guess my question is, and I I'm curious to ask you this: Do you, when you sit down to write, are you there's like uh, what you know, what they call them, plotters and pantsers, where you either have, are you you have a very specific thing? Are you in charge of the story, or is it <laughs> BT and Jimmy? Do you write in like, and are you as you're typing it out and writing like, I guess they're going here. Like, or how does that work for you? Uh, that's that's a great question, and I think I've evolved over time. Yeah. Um, early on, like with the uh, the silver statue and with the Brick Kingdom and the Haunted Opera House, it was all the story just took me. Right. And, you know, there were times I can remember sitting yeah, and I'll write anywhere. Sometimes it's it's in the car waiting for my son who was uh, at track and field practice. And sometimes it's in the office. Other times, you know, wherever I'm waiting for someone at an appointment. Um, in these first three books, actually in the four, the story just took me. Okay. Yeah. In the Brick Kingdom, I was sitting there and I was just totally stuck. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to get, I know where I want to go, but I'm not sure how to get from here to there. And so I was sitting there one day morning after breakfast at, at the bar and, and, then, and I'm, I just was thinking about it. I put it away for a couple of weeks and I came back to it and, and I'm like, I jumped up, I got it. My daughter's like, what is your problem? <laughs> I got it. I got from here to there. And so, you know, it just, it, it came to me and, and that's what the books have done other than the new book that I just released last year. And that's an adult thriller. Right. And, and that was very different um, for me because one, it was an adult um, right. story. And two, I had taken a, an online course from James Patterson, who is obviously, you know, he's the guru of mysteries and thrillers. Right. And uh, one thing hit home to me, which was, he said, you should just kind of outline where you're going. Mm -hmm. you know, outline each chapter. 
And I did. And I outlined 80 some odd chapters. And it really, it took me from where I wanted to start to where I wanted to end. Yeah. So talk to us a bit about your, your latest book, this book here, Spy Chip Armageddon. This came out just last year. Yes. Um, And it's one of your biggest books, correct? Yes. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. You know, and it's an adult thriller. It's nearly 400 pages. And um, I was just surfing the internet like, I'd say five or six years ago. And, and, and I came across this, this, uh, interesting article on what's called a RFID, which is a radio frequency identification device. Mm. And so it's a chip and, and you, you've probably heard of them now. People are implanting them actually in their hands here, uh, here between the thumb and the, and the first finger. Okay. And um, they can be used, they can be read by a reader So there are companies out there who are actually using them, um, implanting them in their employees so that they can get into the building, so that they can go to the uh, um, snack machine and and just wave their hand over it. And it's just, this intrigued me. I said, oh, wow, this is crazy. And then I started doing some research research, and um, some of the research was very biblical. Right. Saying, oh, this is the mark of the devil. You know, this, this is where we're going in society. And so that kind of gave me the, the impetus to, to write about this, this story. And, and, I, and I started it. I was with my daughter at a dance uh, competition down in Massachusetts. And I, while I wasn't watching, I was back in the hotel room writing. Uh-huh. And, and so I, you know, kind of wrote the first chapter and I said to my daughter and, and my wife, well, what do you think? Um, is there a story here? And so, I, you know, they were kind of unsure. But, yeah. um, you know, that's when I sat down. I said, yeah, definitely there is. And then and I outlined the chapters and, and figured out um, who my characters are going to be and where it was going to end up. And it ended up right here in the Northeast Kingdom. Wow, so this takes place in the Northeast Kingdom too? Well, from Washington, D.C., the Burlington area to Washington, D.C., to Puerto Rico, to California, and um, to an island off the coast of Alaska. Wow. So it's kind of like spread out all over the place. So I guess my my, my question, because you have your, your, your daughter-in-law, Stephanie, also did some illustrations for this yes. as well. Do you, did you have, is there any like Easter eggs or something in here for any of your, for any of your BT and Jimmy adventure series, like readers, did your, any references or anything, anything hidden in all that your, your folks would be able to, your, your other readers would be able to not give them a nod to at all? Or? I, I, I'm not sure I understand where you're going. So I get like, is there any. Easter eggs or any like things in the background of this story at all that would make a reference to um, your BT and Jimmy oh, series. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, there is? Okay. yeah. Yeah. There are references all over I, for sure, you know, and, and, and family members and, you know, people saying that's me. You're talking about me there. Yeah. Or, you know, things like that. I just had uh, a cousin from a uh, visit from Florida and she said, Oh my God! What I really loved about it um, was was 
not only the book itself, but because you talked about and you wrote about places. And, and she said, I could see them because I had seen them. Yeah. And it was great. Right. It's, is there any, is this part of the same world as the BT and Jimmy series at all? No. Is, no, no, it's completely separate. Completely separate. Okay. Yes. All right. In fact, I, you know, when I pulled from characters, I, I, I pulled from characters close to me and then characters that I just made up in my mind because I said, uh, you know, I need this character and, and I really don't know them, but I'm going to create them. Right. Okay. And did you, so my, my question for you too, and my, my, my follow up to that is when you write, when you have something set up and you have it written out, do you use anybody for like, uh, who's your proofreaders? Do you have like, uh, like a, you know, like kind of like a copy or a line editor who's, who do you hand it over to say, Hey, can you check this out? Yeah. Um, first I start with uh, my wife, Mary. Um, she is, uh, she is still a teacher and she's taught everything from English to uh, special ed. And so she's pretty good at that kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, definitely from from the very raw beginnings, you know, she can look at things and say, oh, what's going on here? But also my daughter-in-law, Stephanie, who does the illustrations, she'll get it right off and, and then come back with um, her thoughts right. um, on things from, you know, really from every chapter. Right. And then we'll sit down and with the, with the kids' books, uh, Steph and I will sit down and decide what what the pictures are going to be inside, and that she'll do all the sketches inside as well as the cover. Okay. Yeah. And so she helps. So uh, she she helps design the design your the cover for your books. And everything. Uh, she actually is the she she has so much inspiration for for seeing those kind of things that I don't even necessarily see. Okay. And so, and and I don't even see the cover. I mean, I, I don't say this is what I want on the cover. Right. She just, she reads it. And, and then she, from there, she starts with ideas and then she sends me them and says, what do you think? Right. And I'm always blown away. Like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> uh, how do you do that? <laughs> because I, I can barely, you know, I can create a stick figure and you might not even know it was a stick figure. <laughs> right. So I have no talent in, in that way. So in like in your series, uh, in, in your in your series, do you have anything that do you have basically like, like rules of physics or something that 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 fit specifically in your writing? For instance, like you know, an example of like when you have like the haunted thing. Is there is it like Scooby Doo in the sense where there's always an explanation, or do you have things that have Sometimes there isn't in the haunted okay. house. There really isn't an explanation. Okay. Now, something two, two very different things happen, okay. and there is buried treasure, but there's also that haunted aspect, right. and that never gets resolved. Okay. Do, do you at at that point do you have like a kind of like your folders or whatever to have? an explanation that you know that you'd, but you're not going to ever share it with your readers or like maybe in book seven, I might make a reference to this or do you kind of lay out some breadcrumbs for, for folks at all? Um, yeah, actually at the, pretty much at the end of each book, I, I kind of give them a, a taste of, of what the next book is going to be like. Okay. Like, like saying um, at the end of the brick kingdom, 
uh, I talked about, um, well, one of the girls says, you know, my aunt has this, uh, lives in Derby line and, and, and there's this crazy story about ghosts in the, at the Haskell opera house. And then BT says, Oh, another mystery. <laughs> and then it kind of ends. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah. And, and then my first one, you know, I, I wasn't sure where I was going with that, but I did leave the door open because um, I say at the very end, uh, mysterious notes shoved under the door um, for BT. Uh-huh. And then it ends. Oh, okay. So the note, then I pick up with the, the Brick Kingdom. Okay. And that's what it was all about. Right. Yeah. One kind of leads to the next um, mystery. (laughs) And when you, so when you write your drafts, how how many drafts does it take before you're saying, all right, this is good. Um, You know, I tell, I I do quite a bit uh, of speaking at schools. Right. And uh, one, because a lot of teachers know me in in the area and, (laughs) and uh, they love to have me in, and the, you know, and the kids do too. So, um, wow, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> I bet the, re- the rewrites. How do you do that? About the rewrites. So, yeah. you know, kids are often asking and I, about that. And, and, and if they don't, I will tell them, you know what? I, I go over my books probably anywhere from 20 to 25 times that, that I'm going through this thing and, and rewriting parts of it. Right. Um, and sometimes even, you know, just throwing out a, a whole section or a whole chapter and, or fitting it in somewhere else. Right. Have um, you ever, have you ever had a, been a point where you like really liked a scene or really liked like what happened, but, or, or, or a character interaction and then, but you knew it wasn't, it didn't go anywhere. It wasn't part of a the larger plot did you ever have to like pull those out and maybe just like add them into a different book or keep oh, it to the side and say i'm going to try to find a way to use this later oh definitely and and uh, you know i do have a proofreader editor and and send it out and then when i get it back it's like you know i'm, I'm it's like just so full of ideas from the proofreader or end editor um, right. you know do you know what do you think in here this doesn't you, you don't think this works do you <laughs> maybe it'll work somewhere else so yeah you know that really gets me thinking you know right. how can i um how can i incorporate this or do i just drop it right and what what were some of the lessons as a writer itself? Because we do have you know like writers that either will watch or listen to this on a on a podcast later. Is like, what what are some of the things you wished you knew that you know now that you wish you knew when you're writing your first book? I wish that um, I had known how difficult it would be to market it. <laughs> 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 um, because the you know the first publisher was was new kind of new and and I was growing up with them mm. and th- there wasn't a great amount of marketing but um, I thought I could do it better myself and uh, you know so so I decided that I was just going to go it on my own and I was going to self publish and it was still just as difficult right you know to to get it out there and get your name out there right and have you have you seen too is like uh you know uh like uh, other 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 places as well as like as you say is like would you would you recommend for someone who's looking to get their book published to either self-publish it or look for a 
look for a publisher? I really like self-publishing because I am in control. Right. I'm in control of everything. Um, and, you know, for some people that might not work so well, right. um, but it works for me. Okay. And so as you mentioned before, as you mentioned before, you were going to have, you know, your, your, your book four is coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, you said this fall, correct? I'm hoping by Christmas time. Okay. The mystery of the mountaintop treasure. And is the spy chip Armageddon, is there going to be a sequel to that? Or? I, I've started it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I, so I'm kind of, I, I kind of float back and forth between. Okay. And, and, but I've also, you know, I've jumped into another mystery, BT and Jimmy mystery with the men from Magog monster. Magog monster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and do you have and so so let's talk a bit too about you you also came out in um i think it was in 2012 as well your uh, uh that memoir book that you wrote yes. based off of your your, your father-in-law yes it was about i was still teaching and it was in the summer and it was so it was about what almost 10 years ago and my father-in-law was in his late 80s. I think he was 88 or 89. And I said to my wife, you know, you, your dad's not going to be around many more years. Um, I've heard all these stories over the years um, about his experiences in uh, World War II. And so I'm going to sit down with him and, and I'm going to I'm going to get his story. Mm. And uh, I did that summer. And we conversed back and forth, you know, I spent some days with him. And, and then, uh, you know, he would call me and he'd say, oh, by the way, <laughs> I just remembered this. And uh, so there's, there's still, uh, there are things that to this day that I could probably add. And, and that was almost, what, 10 years ago, and he's still alive. He's, he'll be 99 next month. And mm -hmm. it's just, it was extraordinary to me to imagine this, I think he was 21 years old and he had been married just a couple of weeks and and he was off to, um, I think it was Fort Devens in Massachusetts and, and from there to Kansas City where he trained um, on horseback in, wow. in the cavalry. Wow. No kidding, yeah. And, and from there to um, the West Coast and then on board a ship which took them you know, like two twenty five hundred soldiers took them first to Australia and then up to India and they crossed India by train. And then um, he jumped in with another unit. Um, so the cavalry thing was <laughs> no help to him whatsoever. And uh, they, this unit crossed the Southern part of the Himalaya mountains carrying, not carrying, but um, leading pack mules with wow. everything that they needed to surprise uh, the Japanese in the southern jungles of China. Wow. Where he saw uh, quite a bit of combat. Yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, it was just an astounding story. You know, I said, I just, you know, imagine this, this uh, young lad from, from northern Vermont, from the Northeast Kingdom, who ends up in, a, in the other side of the world. Right. He was in Shanghai and he was in Beijing and, he was in the southern part of China, and he was actually in uh, Inner Mongolia after the war when the, the communists and the nationalists were trying to 
figure out some kind of peace arrangement. Uh, so it was just a, an amazing story. And you kind of like wrote this kind of like also as a, as a gift to him as well. Exactly. Yeah. And, okay. and he, you know, he had brought back pictures and, but I also researched and found pictures of things that he had talked about, uh, like the USS John Pope, who, you know, the, the ship that, that he went over on and, and was then my illustrator was able to put it all together. Your, your, yeah, your daughter-in-law. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, as as a as a writer, what were what were some of the some of the significant differences between writing a biography and then writing some fiction prose? I found it much more difficult to write the biography. Really? Yeah, I really did. Um, Because it was just a different style that it was kind of foreign to me. Right, and so you know, it took me some time to, and so, quite a bit of reworking, to say, you know, to to figure out yeah, how I was going to say things. You know, that didn't sound, you know, like just lose a bunch of facts. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't want to do it that way. I wanted to make it more personal. You know, with some of his thoughts and some of his feelings. Right. And what was going on while he was there. And would you would. would is, is there been anything that you're thinking about, hey, I want to do another biography or like there was a lot of energy put into this that you would want you wouldn't want to write another biography for a while? I no, I'm not, I'm not really interested in in, right. in doing that. I mean, it was a special case and and I think I'm probably going to leave it right right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And do you and and so because you you came out with that book around the same time because you came out with like three books within like two years at that point mm-hmm. that you know the, the first uh, bt and jimmy sirs and then and then you came out with the second one and this one both in, and then that yeah yeah at that but, same time oh, yeah and, and i was really gung-ho at that point once the first book the silver statue was published i was you know some gung so gung-ho that um you know it took me years to write uh, the silver statue and get it to the point where I was willing to send it to publishers. Right. And once it was published, I wrote the brick kingdom one summer. Right. Yeah. In, in just a couple of months. Yeah. And you just kind of, yeah, you, you started building that momentum. And then as you exactly. say, there was that, as, as we, we look at it, there's that, that five, that, that five year span, but you were writing during that time anyway. So yeah. it wasn't like you were. Yeah, yeah. The, it just the the order of the BT and Jimmy uh, adventure series got kind of mixed up, and and I decided that you know I was going to jump to something else and then come back to which is going to be number four in the series, the Mountaintop Treasure. Right. And so you have, and, and as you said, you have uh, you're getting a sequel for that's that's uh, the, the sequel for that for um, for your um, spy chip Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how is it different to write for children, like for the young adults as to which one do you see more freeing or more, uh, or more exciting for you as a, as an author? Definitely writing for kids. Okay. Yeah. It, it just, it seems to flow yeah. more easily. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I can just take off and go with it and it just seems to, to write almost write itself. Right. Whereas the other one. Uh, the adult thriller, 
it was it, there was a much more research to that. Okay. Uh, not to say I don't research my the VT Jimmy series because I do, um, but being a history teacher, a social studies teacher for thirty years, um, and teaching Vermont studies and particularly the Barton area and this the area up north here um, next to the border, um, I I've got a lot of that that foundation. Right. And then it's just adding to it. Right. Whereas uh, with the spy chip Armageddon, it was, you know, it was totally, wow, I've got to go out and, and research all of this stuff. And, and what? I, I've got to figure out California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's take a trip. <laughs> Which was kind of cool. And you had... So, but are you, are you, are you always going to make sure at least like in, in, the, in, in your spy chip Armageddon series, there's always going to be a stopover in Vermont. You're always going to make sure there's always going to be like a, oh, yes, something definitely. In Vermont. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, uh, Jackson, the, the main character, Jackson LaPointe, yeah. um, it really is, is a government employee and he works out of a uh, service center up in uh, St. Albans. Okay. Uh, so there's that connection. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's cool. And so this is, this is exciting stuff. So, so, so talk to us for a bit about um, that right now that you have there, you've, you've got um, um, any of now that with COVID kind of winding down again, uh, do you have any uh, event event plans set up or? Uh, I don't, I've done uh, quite a few virtual. Okay. Speaking. Um, uh, speaking engagements with the with the schools in the area, right. um, so that's been kind of cool. And I, you know, at this point, I don't have anything. I'm hoping to to push that a little more in the fall. Right. Yeah, that's good. So this has been great. This is I'm excited now. I, I you know, as as you're talking, I'm just thinking what I love about because it's based in Vermont. You know, and I'm you've run, mm -hmm. there's like. My, my, my gears are spinning on yeah. thinking about all the people that I want to buy your books for right now. Too, so. ah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and the funny part is, uh, you know, I get adults who, who buy them or, or buy the books in the series and say, yeah, but I love them too. Right. <laughs> they're, they're good, quick reads and they're easy reads. Right. No, do you have, no, cause on your website, you can click on it. It'll, it'll take it straight to the, straight to the Amazon site. Correct. Do you actually have books? If somebody wanted a book signed by you, is there a way they could do that? Um, I haven't quite figured that out yet. Um, other than contacting me because yeah. they came through the website and, and they can send it. Right. Because okay. I, you know, I have books right here. I can just sign and send. Okay. All right. Yeah. So someone could do that too. Yeah. yeah I have done that. And what's your and and so the easiest way that somebody can to find you would probably be then going to um going to mysteryforme.com, correct? Either mysteryforme.com, yes, or going to Amazon, uh clicking on books and and then uh just typing in my name. Right. And and to be they have to go so Raymond C. Park Raymond C. Perkins Jr. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Cool. Hey. Which from my website, it'll take you directly there anyway. So, okay, right. So, so yeah, definitely for is you know, mystery for the number four me.com. You have all your books on there. Your BT and Jimmy Adventure series is on there. Um, you know, your additional titles, which is your, as we said, there's Spy Chip Armageddon and also the memoir you wrote, um, mm -hmm. about Maurice E. Leclerc, a Vermonter's Memories. 
of the CBI theater in World War II. And you're getting quite the quite the library coming up here, Ray, of books that you uh, have. So, yeah, and, and hoping to continue that. Um, COVID slowed me down a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure why. I did contract COVID back in oh, November. Wow. I, you know, and I was pretty sick for for a couple of months. Oh wow. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was tough. I mean, it, you know, the first the two two weeks after I contracted it were really bad. And after that, it was just, you know, I was tired all the time. I was, I had to sleep every day I had to nap, which, you know, it was, it was a good excuse. My wife right. said, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but you know, so, so it's, it has slowed me down some. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to see, you know, book four and then mm. book five. And it sounds like you already got some ideas for, other books coming out yeah those ideas just keep churning around and, <laughs> and calling to me <laughs> well thanks a lot ray this is it's been a genuine pleasure talking to you and i'm excited to see more of your work now well it's great talking to you thank you Bert. you're welcome So we'll, yeah, we'll just, we'll get right into it. We'll, All right. Yeah. Cause I know, I mean, as a retired teacher, do you still like everything going to be right on time and everything like that? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> now he's, all, all my meals are eaten in like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hit the bathroom and eat. And yep. <laughs>